I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, guys. I'm Jordan Hall, and my co-host is Eric Wayne, and this is the first ever episode of the Podcastianos. Um, the coming weeks and hopefully months... Um, we'll provide you with a weekly audio and visual accompaniment to the Tiger season. Hopefully have some laughs, some silly stuff, and some memories along the way. Um, why don't we take a second to introduce ourselves? Eric, do you want to go first? Yes. Yes, I do want to go first. Hi, I'm Eric Wayne. And, uh, yeah, so we have to decide if it's going to be called the Podcast Alanos or the Podcast Alanos. Oh, that's a good call, but- yeah. Yeah, you know, we just alternate back and forth pretty much pretty much like Nick does. So that'll be that'll be just fine. Yes, my name is Eric. Um I like long actually I like short walks on the beach. I like coffee. Um I like the Detroit Tigers. I'm a big Phil Coke fan. Shout out to Phil if you're listening. I'm I'm sure he um, is. I, I would assume he is. Um what else is interesting about me? Um not much. I mean, I, I'm a guy. I live, you know, I spend time in my basement. Um, I, I get out every once in a while to play disc golf and uh, I enjoy drinking beer. So I know that's unusual for men of my <laughs> age, but do enjoy beer. What about you, Jordan? Tell us about yourself. Um, all of those, I think all of those things except for beer are appropriate for me and the disc golf. Not a, not a disc golf fan. Um, not, not, not that I have anything against it. I just, I don't personally do that. I like to, to run. Um, let's see. What? Donnie, Donnie Kelly is my favorite tiger. I count him in the, pre, in the present tense because, um, he's still, he's still with us in spirit. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the Maglia walk-off. That's probably my all-time tiger's favorite moment. Um, and I pitched in college. I was a left-handed swingman. Think um, a more handsome Dwayne Bilo. That was, that was my my niche. No, I, there's, you can be more handsome than Dwayne Bilo. Are you kidding me? <laughs> One of you my se- send the Dwayne Bilo. <laughs> One of my favorite memories of going to Comerica was him with. The, I think he had a pink Hello Kitty backpack. It was when he first mm-hmm. came up. Oh, that was he. Like he, you could tell that it was eating him up, but he wasn't gonna let anyone else know. It was right. Which I, I assume that's most of their. They're we're like three minutes into this podcast, and we're already talking about Dwayne Bilo. Maybe we better mix in like some Miguel Cabrera references for like people who like good baseball. Well, I think there's a certain beauty to to Dwayne Bilo and Donnie Kelly. All right, all right. Um, I'm all tracking right. So let's get into the leadoff Move question. Um, oh, I live in Traverse City, Michigan. For those who don't know, 
Um, the Ann Arbor of the North. Yes. Yes, that's actually extremely accurate, which I don't know if there's various degrees of accuracy. You either are accurate or you're not. But um, yes, there, we have a very liberal um, core to the city. But it's a small town, and virtually nothing ever happens here, especially during the winter. It's super low-key. Um, but a couple weeks ago, I don't know if you saw this on your downstate ticker, we had a small taste of Detroit up here, allegedly. Um, apparently about four Mold in the afternoon. De- what? Mold in a school? <laughs> no. Oh. Well, I mean, may- maybe, but maybe. The, I was more along the, the crime line. Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. So about four in the afternoon, um, you know, the perfect time for a, a holdup, a dude went inside a gas station that's actually not super far from, from my house. Um, and showed the clerk that he had a gun in his waistband. And, of course, as you would, he d- demands all of the money in the cash register. Apparently, this was a, a ballsy clerk who told him no. And instead of, like, getting physical, he decided to amend his, his request to just a carton of cigarettes. Like, I'll get out of here <laughs> after. And, obviously, the clerk had the momentum at this point, so he's like, no, again. And then the, the robber said, how about just one pack of cigarettes i'm paraphrasing here i don't know exactly what he said and the clerk's like no and then at that point somebody came from came from the back and the the robber ran away scared which is definitely the kind of um criminals we have in in traverse city Mm -hmm. yeah um so that brings us to the to the leadoff question um if you or who from the world of baseball would you want as your accomplice if you were to if you had to rob somewhere or someplace um I originally thought Craig Monroe, but um, probably not since he doesn't have, you know, many quality thefts to his, you know. Um, good try, Craig. Um, I guess Billy Hamilton would be, would be the punny answer because he steals so many bases. Isn't that hilarious? Uh, so I don't know. Brady Anderson. Do you remember oh, Brady Anderson? I do. Um, he seems like a guy who could get away with doing a lot of illegal stuff. He's, it seems like he had a lot of practice with that. Like having Those, one 50 home run season that just kind of jumps out yeah. of nowhere? Yeah. So. I mean, tell me that wasn't completely stolen. <laughs> I'm going with Brady Anderson. Final answer. <laughs> Let's see, how about you? What do you say? I, I immediately went down the, the road of what would, what's the qualities of a good caper? You want someone versatile. I thought Donnie Kelly, obviously. Um, smooth talker, someone that can get you out of a jam, thinking like, you know, NCIS kind of deal. Um, somebody nondescript that can fit in, somebody that stays calm under pressure. But then I thought, you know, just give me someone ruthless and someone that can really get the job done. I want Ozzy Guillen. I, I want him in my trench when we're going to steal something, anything. Yeah, he's not going to be afraid of anybody. <laughs> Ozzy is not a known giver of cares. <laughs> he's like he's like the pit bull of um, baseball ex-baseball managers. I saw a picture of him today. Did you see his beard? I did not. Instantly I reached like, for my phone to go look. You got scared. I mean, it's like the like the Mel Gibson I'm stopping dying my beard. It's like the salt and pepper but mostly kind of white kind of like Mark Hamill at the end of The Force Awakens kind of thing going on. <laughs> it's, I mean, he, it makes him look pretty badass. Yeah, I just found Fernal it. Man. Yeah, definitely. You're you're impressed, aren't you? Oh yeah, I, I can't do that. <laughs> Wouldn't even try. I, I have like three facial hairs. 
I need to start no shave November, like in September. Yeah, just just to be on the safe side. Yeah. All right. What's next? All right. Let's get into some some Tiger talk. Um, big news uh, recently: J.D. Martinez signs the two-year uh, hundred or hundred eighteen point five million dollar extension. Um, avoided arbitration. I was super glad that we avoided arbitration on J.D. Um, I don't know if it's just my sensitive side, but the whole concept of bringing legal cases against each other as to why you're why the player isn't worth as much as they like it just there's something dirty yeah, about that form. and there, there's a reason why dave never did it yeah obviously um so we this year we're paying him uh 6.75 million dollars that's for his tw- age 28 season and 11.75 next year um i i feel like this almost couples with the upton signing do you want to you want to kind of address these together because i feel like they're they're kind of linked Oh, maybe. Well, obviously, it solidifies your. It's the two-year window. I think that's what you're getting at. Yes. Because you get that the opt-in, uh, opt-out after two years. You get JD for two years. I think we're making a bigger deal out of the JD thing than we really need to. Obviously, we're just we're just settling up his arbitration years. He's he wasn't going anywhere, and basically they're they're doing this proceeding early and getting it out of the way. I mean, if now they would have signed a five-year deal with him or a seven-year deal with him, obviously that's bigger news. But I feel like the two-year deal is non-news. Okay. All right. See, I, I maybe I just want to read too much into this. I feel like um, I feel like Dombrowski had this like – he, he was always going long-term with guys. And to me, um, especially with, with Verlander and Miggy, it almost seemed like he was paying um, – them these these long contracts deep into their careers is like you know lifetime service awards like something you would see at the oscars and it doesn't feel like avila is gonna do that at least he hasn't here with jd and like you said it is just settling arbitration and maybe this isn't the precedent but i think this is kind of what i want to see i don't want um as much as possible for us to be paying for previous years um production i'm trying i'm trying to agree with you but i don't I mean, JV and Miggy were on the cusp of becoming free agents. It's true. Well, JV had one year left, I guess. Uh, well, they both had. They both had one year left. Yeah. Yes, I believe so. Uh, yeah. Uh, so they were. I mean, JD is less proven. Um, he is guaranteed to be, to be under team control for at least two years, um, and uh, with Cabrera especially, I think. I think they were buying a Hall of Famer. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing with you on that point. That you're, that is a lifetime achievement award to some extent. Um, but uh, maybe it's a little signal of let's wait and see what we have. Maybe. Yeah. I okay. Um, and I not to go down this road too much. I actually do love the Mickey long term thing because I've I believe that players that age well in in terms of baseball are the players that the hit tool is the driving factor and miguel obviously has the greatest hit tool of you know my lifetime probably um (laughs) well done um and you know that i have no problem and even the same thing with victor i have no problem paying for um for guys like that verlander uh, different story, but I'm glad things are semi-working out. Um, so we talked about the two-year window. Upton has an opt-out, opt-out clause after two years. Does it feel like um, the next two years is kind of our window to get this thing done? 
Uh, yes, in the fact that that's the window with this group. I mean, not that the window after two years slammed shut and now you're destined to suck. I mean, you can do some things to get better, even if both those guys go. Um, you know, we're going to be in the top five or six in payroll in the MLB for the as long as Mike is alive. Right. Yeah. I would say. Right. So it's not a matter of, hey, we got to make it happen now or we're destined to suck. Um, I think it's, well, we have two years with these guys and then you have to do more wholesale changes. Right. And, you know, according according to most of the talking heads on ESPN, we should have been the Phillies like two or three years ago. Like, yeah, we've been we've been becoming the Phillies for five years now. Yeah, it's, it's a little sick. Yeah, we either. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that we won't. But, you know, right. Um, no, there's a pattern here. Like we couldn't sign Verlander because we couldn't extend Cabrera. We couldn't extend Cabrera because we couldn't sign Victor. We couldn't sign Victor because we'd be handcuffed. And so we signed uh, Zimmerman and Upton. Well, we shouldn't sign those guys because it's going to handcuff us, so we can't get player X next year. Um, I th- I think there's there's money there to to keep it going. Yeah, I mean, worst case scenario, we all buy you know three or four extra hot and readies over the course of this the year, and I I think it will end up evening out. Uh, I only get the deep dishes, <laughs> bacon wrapped or or just regular. Well, the, I, do they even still have those? <laughs> I, I don't know. Those are ridiculous <laughs> concepts. I see, I, I'm, I'm I trying think, to enjoy. I think it's a good idea. I just would never order it. No offense to Mike, but from Little Caesars. Yeah. If Jets did that, I'd be all over it. I mean, it's it's the Kmart of pizza. <laughs> Let's be honest. <clears throat> so, I feel like a lot of people have said. I don't know. I, I feel like the, the upside of the Upton signing has gone a little bit underrated. Maybe it's just in who I'm reading. But there's an MVP player in Justin Upton somewhere. Like, I, I don't know where it is, and I don't know if we can be the ones to drag it out of him. But there's an MVP talent in there. Um, like, like Rod frequently says, um, taking batting practice with Mickey and Victor is the single greatest force, you know, known to human history. Do you think that... Um, do you think we're the ones to get out of him, essentially? No. No? I mean, I think he's, I mean, he is what he is. I mean, he's not, I'm looking at his baseball reference page now. He's, what, 27? Mm-hmm. Uh, this will be his, 2016 would be his 28, is his season where he's 28 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's had uh, batting average ranges from 251 last year. Um all the way up to 289 back in 2011, and it's bounced around in the middle. He's finished, uh, he's got, what, uh, three All-Stars, three top 25 MVP votes. He's got as high as fourth in the MVP voting in 2011. Um, If he's going to do it, like, next year is his year, right? Yeah, you would assume. you know, maybe I don't. The thing is, he plays uh, in the National League, and the National League makes me tired, and I don't want to watch it. I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised at that. I, I, knowing what, what very little I do, I would have pictured you as more of the NL type of game manager preference. What's this? No, no strategy is for thinkers. Oh, see, I, 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 I want to knock cold ones back and watch dingers. <laughs> Fair enough. Damn it. 
Um, all right, let's see. Where where do you think we should hit Justin in the order? Upton. I'm not. We're not a, not quite on a first name basis yet. Uh, oh yeah, you guys are tight. Uh, <laughs> second. What's wrong with second? I, I mean, that's probably where I would I would have him too. But seems, for sake of arguments, what if we put Iglesias there and moved him down behind, you know, JD or Victor, who was ever hidden fifth? Last year, we should have bat Iglesias higher. But now we have more options and we are going to suck less. So Iggy can go back to the bottom. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what, what Brad does. I He has so many options. Um, I still think that Iglesias is a, a prototypical number two hitter. He's so good with the... Well, he can be so good with the bat. You don't um, like the uh, Marcus Thames, Rod Allen power in the two hole. I I don't. Philosophy. I'm more of a I more have a traditional outlook on that, um, but which makes no sense considering the makeup of our our lineup. But um, you know, philosophies die hard. I'm I, this may kill the purists out there, but I don't really care what order the lineup is in. You put your best hitters towards the beginning so they can hit more. After that, it doesn't make a lot of difference. All the fancy thinkers say, and the numbers say, it doesn't make a ton of difference. So therefore, I'm inclined to believe it does not make a lot of difference. Yeah, un- unfortunately, I think it's all in the millennial baseball player's head at this point. I think that's pretty much the only um, crux of the of the matter. Right. I, I, you know, I look at the numbers a little bit more. They say you should hit your best player, you know, hit your best hitter second. So uh, the whole manufacturer move it over, got a bunt, hit and run, I think is uh, I'm I'm less uh, fancied by that kind of thinking. <laughs> Speaking of fancied. Um... Yeah. In soccer, which makes, you know, obviously there's the British link there. Um, they talk about transfer fees being like offset by the boost in ticket sales, uh, jersey sales that a player can have. Do you think that we're going to get that from Upton? Like he's unquestionably one of the top, I don't know, 20 talents in baseball. But it doesn't feel like he's quite as box office as some players that we could have brought in. You know, you, do you follow? Right. No, he's going to be what? Uh, fourth? In kind of fifth in star power on the team. Uh, I mean, he, I don't. Iglesias might even, especially with our fan base. I mean, he's pretty popular too. So you got Cabrera, you got Verlander, you got. Um, I mean, would you put uh, Kinsler ahead of him for star power? I would you put would, Victor? I probably would Victor? Both, Vic, both Victor and JD. Just Victor because he's of the longevity. And, and JD. JD because of the story. I mean, if you were to talk nationally, obviously J- Justin Upton would be higher. But I think with our specific fan base, people are so loyal. I mean, example, Brandon Inge, um, that yeah. guys that have been been around for like there's just they become the cult heroes and i think it's that way with the red wings too i don't have a whole lot of red wings knowledge to back that up but i'm pretty sure that's true Franzen, words yeah i you know it's gonna we'll see if the fans warm up to him i mean if he comes storming right out of the gate and just start smashing the ball he'll he'll his stock will be high fast but the fans don't know him yet i mean it's he he's like I said he's probably the the fourth fifth sixth ranked in our power right now on the Tigers. Yeah. If you were to if you were to get a, a Justin Upton jersey, um, well I guess I would you get a Justin Upton jersey assuming he's only here for for two years. 
no, no. I, I, but you, that's that's a tainted question because I only buy jerseys of like marginal players and after they leave. <laughs> I, the only the only Tigers jersey I own with a name on the back is uh, Quinn Berry. Quinn Berry, that's a heck of a jersey to have. Well, because it was it was on clearance, you know, hmm. after the World Series. So. Makes sense. Right. I, Dutch man, <laughs> save that money, <laughs> little dicky. Uh, all right, you ready to move on to Jordan Zimmerman? Yes. This is yes. also happened this off season. We signed Jordan Zimmerman. Um, I, at the time it happened, I was all like, "Yeah, Justin or Jordan Zimmerman, love him. Same name as me. Let's go." Um, his, Do you feel bad that Jordan is kind of being hijacked by as a girl's name? I actually don't. I feel like the more the merrier. Kind of, I mean, it's kind of kind of feminine now. I don't love no? like if you're gonna do it, girls, put a Y at the end. Like have Jordan with an A be masculine, Jordan with a Y be feminine. Like we, really, we can share. Okay. Yeah. It's good that you're confident about that. Keep going. <laughs> um, Zimmerman's. <laughs> <laughs> Zimmerman's fastball velocity is dipping. It has dipped each of the last three years. He's missing less bats, um, and it worries me that this is happening leading into his big contract. Um, does this does this worry you, or is this a little bit um, what's the phrase? Much ado about nothing. I don't get worried about much. Uh, I, to answer the question, though, um, I think they, I think the Tigers brass did their homework on him. I think they looked at some of the numbers with these post Tommy John guys. And uh, what's the number? What do they say? Eight years or 10 years is kind of the life that you get out of a Tommy John. Hmm. And that's, and then that's kind of it. Like there's, there's a number and it's a, it's a countdown. And this contract captured kind of the bulk of the remaining ligament life. And so, um, you know, he's probably going to have some diminished fastball. Um, but, Guys at that age, Tommy John or no Tommy John, do. And they they figure out a way. So, no, that doesn't bother me too much. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but he's never been, like, the biggest of fastballs. Like, he's always had to rely a little bit more on deception, you know, changing speeds. And I think guys who don't come up, you know, being able to throw Justin Verlander, you know, 99 in the ninth Mm -hmm. inning, have a little bit more of a ability to, to work off speed and to, to reinvent themselves. So I, I and another thing is even if he was down a little bit next year, it's not like it's an inevitable crash and descent into the abyss of soft tossing. That's very true. Justin showed, uh, that you could have something go on and have a dip in velocity. And if, unless you're, um, uh, you know, at the very end of your career, or your freaking Kenny, I mean, you're going to be able to find some, you might be able to find some velocity back. That's yeah. A very good point. Okay. I have a, a thesis. I want to, I want to run out and you can, oh, you have a thesis. I have a thesis. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> okay. It seems to me that baseball in terms of the rotation has gone more socialistic where we want five guys to be 80 rat, you know, speaking in Madden terms, of course, rather than yes. having, you know, two ninety fives and two seventy sixes. It feels like, um, you know, obviously the Mets are a, a bad example because they have five nineties, but, um, you know, the Royals, they didn't have 
in my opinion, you know, a bunch of elite guys. They just had a bunch of guys that you would run out there game after game after game who had gave you a good chance to win. And it feels mm-hmm. like he is a high-end version of a guy that gives us a chance to win every time he takes the mount. Yeah? Yeah, I'm, I'm buying that. All right, cool. Um, let's see. Do you want to move to the bench slash filling holes? Yes. This is, is actually what I want to do. the one that I'm I'm most excited about, which probably shows that um, I'm a bit of a of a nerd. Um, okay, so some of the holes that we filled: signed Jared Saltzlamakia, signed Mike Avilas, uh, signed Mike Pelfrey, and traded for uh, Cameron Mabin. Uh, and K Rod. Oh, and K Rod. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we made a couple bullpen moves. Um, we'll get to those kind of in a, a bullpen. Specific. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, I asked you to come up with one you like, one you love, one you hate. If if that is applicable, um, was it applicable for you? Uh, I do love um, the Sultan of Lamakia. He's he signed at the minimum. He's experienced. Um, my boys at Bless You Boys. I think it was I think it was it was a Kurt or Rob had a fancy article about. Salt Lamaki and how he's a steal. Um, Cause what else you, I mean, you got holiday, you got Brian. Yeah. That's sitting there. Mm-hmm. I think salty probably solidifies that spot a little bit. Um, so I really like that one. Um, I love, no, I love that one to oh. go with your, your <laughs> Um Like, I like, um, huh, what's left here. Um, I don't dislike the Pelfrey move as much as everybody else does. Um, they say he's um, average at best, and he's kind of expensive for the um, averageness that he is. And But you know what? Inflation is a bitch, That's- and stuff's expensive. And yes. if you want a mediocre pitcher to fill a mediocre pitching spot, you need to pay them. Um, free agent uh, accordingly to their free agent value and unfortunately um, baseball is an expensive sport to staff these days so I hate the Pelfrey deal less he's going to give you some innings could he be usurped by one of the younger guys uh, even this year possibly but uh, you know it's kind of the price you pay for some stability Mm -hmm. so that's I, I guess I like that one and the one I the one I hate uh, I guess I don't hate any of them, but Avilas would probably be my least favorite because he seems a bit redundant. Yes. Especially, but now they got him before Upton and maybe they didn't see the Upton deal, but I, maybe that, that seems like bad planning to me. I don't, I don't get the Avilas thing too much. You can put a kid out there to do what Avilas does. Couldn't you? I, I would assume that between if you had Tyler Collins and Andrew Romine, there's nothing that those two combined, which I still think you're probably going to have, that there's that those two can't fill the role that anything Avilas can do. And I, mm-hmm. I don't think that Avilas is that much of an offensive upgrade. I know he had some, you know, off-the-field issues that probably hurt his, you know, his ability to focus and, and stuff during the, during the season last year. But he, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I want to go back to, to Pelfrey. Um, people yeah. people hated that. Um, I mean, yeah, they they yeah. were pretty nasty about that. I actually, I actually kind of, that was the one that I put down that I love. Um, 
it kind of goes back to my my thesis, which I'm just going to keep referring to all year. Your professor must be very proud. Yeah, all of them. That's it's actually I turned this paper in three times. Um, but he, I feel like he is. I say I feel like a lot. He's a guy that every time you you run him out there, he's going to turn in five ish innings of good ish pitching. There aren't as many guys who can do that out there as you think. Like, I mean, look at. Look at how much trouble we had last year in all of the guys we think are decent. You know, Kyle yeah. Ryan, um, Lobster. guys, yeah. Yeah, who can't give you five-ish of good-ish. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I think that even go back to when Brad Penny was in the at the back end of our rotation. It was ugly. Like, he was, you know, not the most visually appealing pitcher to watch. He won a lot of games for us, though. I yes. hate to say that. Exactly. That one year, he didn't he win, like... 10 11 games yeah yeah definitely i have to look that up yeah. i'm looking right now but um you know having like like you said being able to solidify the back end of the rotation like that you know it does cost a little bit of money and if we're being honest you know we just splashed however many hundreds of millions of dollars on on zimmerman and we were going mm-hmm. to splash millions more on um Upton, if we get the absolute best bargain on on a fifth starter, like is that seems pretty in, inconsequential when it comes to all the vast sums that that Mike was planning on spending this offseason. Okay, to finish the Brad Penny thought, twenty eleven, Brad Penny won. Do you want to guess? Uh, fourteen. Eleven. Eleven. Don't get don't get so excited. <laughs> eleven. Brad P- Penny won eleven games. Lost eleven games. Uh, his FIP was over five, so <laughs> so Porcello numbers, <laughs> right? His ERA plus was a seventy-eight. So uh, no, not even approaching average. But he did win eleven games, which I suppose tells you something about the win statistic. But anyway, yeah, I and digress. plus, if if Falmer, you know, if he continues his breakout, he'll he'll be up. It's not like they're going yeah. to uh, deny him because Pelfrey's so good. Um, but at least it gives you another alternative, right? And I like I like the Salsa Lamacchia one too. Um, it, it, how long has it been since we've had a viable bat to bring off the bench in the in the eighth inning and we could use a home run? Like it feels like it's been forever. It's nice to uh, to have yeah. that. I mean, he'll, he'll probably strike out, but Matt stares. Matt stares. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a deep reach. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, Marcus obviously Marcus was that guy. That's that's true. I I never got into Marcus. He like I I appreciated because your he... country weak son. <laughs> it's probably because he was always competing with my boy Rayburn, and I always wanted Rayburn in the lineup. <clears throat> Still do, for that matter. Still do. Um, uh, do you want to talk about Maven at all? You just want to move on. I feel like that's been. I don't know. Do you have any strong Maben. strong takes? I have, I have no strong takes about Maven. It's good. He can't. I mean. <sighs> He's going to, what, platoon with ghosts? I would assume so. Um, he can go catch the ball. He's going to hit average for a center fielder, maybe. Maybe. Maybe? I don't know. He's. I think he's a better base runner um, than, than ghosts. Not that that is, you know, a massive statement. Right. Ghost can go catch the ball, though. Is maybe as good as defensively as ghosts? Can't say I I've... So. I mean, he played, what, San Diego last year? I didn't... Yeah. I didn't super catch a whole lot of pods games. The most thing, the thing I think about most with Cameron Maven is when he had braces when he played for the White <laughs> He was right. He mentioned that at the banquet, the Whitecaps banquet. It was pretty, it was pretty funny. How was that? Do you want to take two or three minutes and go over any highlights? I, I saw all your tweets and I was like, oh yeah. man, this seems like an awesome story. It was fun. 
like you think about there's a bunch of players in the room and stuff you're like oh i'm gonna go talk to them and you know ask them interesting questions and write it all down and but like professional uh story writers do that and i'm just like a dope with a laptop <laughs> so like what i just want to like say hey how's it going you know how's you know how's the tour going and i i i, I don't know i'm a big boss i talk big but i am a pansy so i talked to a couple guys for a little while but i wasn't there to because one thing i will say about this and that is that the ball players have two distinct modes they have i am being interviewed this is a professional conversation mode and uh the the look in their eye is glassed over they are not exactly spouting cliches but it's something less than than honesty it's kind of like if you were even if you were golfing with your boss and another manager or something like that like you're gonna just be a little different than if you're on the course with your buddies right yeah so and i don't blame them for that that's smart that's exactly what you're supposed to do but it's it's not particularly interesting that makes sense yeah you catch up with verhagen at all I did. I talked. I talked to him a little bit. Is he? He seems uh, not to to use the colloquial phrase, but he seems like a bro. Is that is that the case? Yeah, he's a little broish. I like him. He's he's a brostradamus. He's, <laughs> he's from Ohio. I don't. No, he's cool. No, he's cool. We talked about um, going down to Latin America and and doing some work down there and stuff like that. Oh, so, cool. That's, that's um, awesome. Yeah, that was cool. No, he's cool. Uh, my but I also talked to my. Uh, I went from Phil to Lou Poo, uh, Luke Vaconin, <laughs> who I, I think I must have broken. Um, but now my guy is Blaine Hardy. Yeah. Love me some Blaine Hardy. He's got kind of kind of goes back and forth between like tough guy face and kind of pouty. And I just find him, I find him kind of fascinating. And I don't know what it is with bullpen, like crazy people, but love me some Blaine Hardy. Yeah. For whatever reason, I feel like bullpen arms are the easiest to kind of attach to. Like, I yeah. was super into, what was his name? Tim Burdak. He was one of my favorite players yeah, when right. he was there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bench players and, and bullpen arms. That's generally where I take my, my favorite players from. Um, yeah. So, speaking of bullpen arms, flawless segue, yeah. by the way. Um, nice. First, you're, you're professional. <laughs> um, we've made three moves, which is three more than we made in pretty much the extent of uh, Dombrowski's tenure. Um, first thought I put down on, on the rundown, hallelujah. Um, yes. Just want to throw that out there. K-Rod, I grew up loving him, but is he just Todd Jones 4.0? If he was, would you complain about that? See, that's the thing. Is he, I actually put back forget. in... Go ahead. Yeah, people forget that K- that, excuse me, that Todd Jones... At the outset of Todd Jones' experiment point two, two or two point oh, <laughs> was somewhat effective. That's true. And each right? of his each of his successors had bits of effectiveness in Valverde yeah. and Nathan. I guess I you know things went in the end were terrible with all of them, but I guess I did overlook the fact <laughs> that there were, you know, nice points. You're right. Give me, give me one good year, and then you know right. you can do whatever. That seems. What are we fair. gonna do? Roll Bruce out there? <laughs> I mean, oh, no. You gotta have somebody. Yeah. 
I'm not a big you got to have clues. Uh, ooh, wow, proven closer guy, but you have to have somebody. That's true. It's got to got somebody has to has to sit Do in the that job. seat. Yeah, yeah. Um, so no, I, even if he is, I, I'm not. I'm not bitterly upset. Okay. Do you just just kind of a point of? Uh, I'm just curious. In your closer, do you prefer like experience or stuff? Oh, stuff. Okay. Yeah, me too. I mean, I don't I don't care about experience, but they have to be a good pitcher. Yes. That's what I care most about. Now, if you have some kid who is just wild because he doesn't have experience, that's not being a good pitcher. Does that make sense? Like oh, you want sure. a you want the best you, pitcher in that spot not necessarily a guy who throws the hardest um but last year in the miserableness of the season our best guy in the bullpen the best pitcher was alex wilson oh for sure and so would he be a good closer yes because he's the good best pitcher was bruce rondone the best closer because he can throw the ball really fast and i would have said no so that's just one example yeah definitely um I I think uh, Mark Lowe is an interesting combination of both. Um, I yeah. I saw him pitch against. Did he pitch against us a couple times when we went out to the West Coast early on? Um, I don't know. I, I for whatever reason got a bee in my bonnet that I loved Mark Lowe, and then mm-hmm. you know watched him go to Toronto and I, he struggled a little bit. But when we signed him, I was I was super pumped. Um, mm-hmm. I I think he has the ability to to close if necessary. Um, what do you know about this Wilson guy? I. He's he's a numbers darling. Um, you know the numbers look great. The you know saber metrics, the advanced stats looked great when I when I looked at them. Um, we didn't give up a ton to get him, um, and yeah. he's, he's a lefty. Like <laughs> other than Blaine Hardy, we don't have any any lefties that can do the job. Right. So um, it's it's been a long time since we've had a one two three as good as in my opinion as as K Rod, Mark Lowe, and, and Justin Justin Wilson. Once again, not on first-name basis yet. No, it's pretty solid. Well, that's for sure better than where we've been. Yeah. And and we still have Blaine Hardy and, and Alex Wilson, who, you know, I I mean, maybe I overestimate them because they're Tigers, but I think they're both really good pitchers. Yeah. Um, and Verhagen. I, Verhagen's my guy. I, I yeah. really think that Verhagen has the stuff to be a really good back end of your bullpen guy. Um, so I, I don't know if you, you knew this, but I actually was on Alex Wilson's Wikipedia page, as one is. Dude was born in Saudi Arabia. Do you know that? Yeah, I did know that. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, it's sweet. not It's not useful that I know that, but <laughs> I, I do know that. I guess I knew that one of the bullpen guys was born in Saudi Arabia. You'd have, we would have had to refresh my memory. I spent, I spent a lot of time on Wikipedia. You, the thing about Wikipedia is you just go from one page to the next to the next to the next. Yeah. And, you know, you look an hour later like... Man, I'm What's your favorite Wikipedia page? Oh, that's a tough one. My favorite is list of unusual deaths. <laughs> it's terrific. You gotta you gotta get over to list of unusual deaths. <laughs> I think Calcaterra turned me on to that one. I think I spent like three hours reading list of unusual deaths one day. Yeah. Oh, I, I can imagine. I've I spent I'm not time a proud person <laughs> uh, reading the list of uh, orcas in captivity. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. There's, there's quite a few. <clears throat> All right. Sham moving on. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. All right, do you want to do your power rankings now? Yeah, since I said that horrible, horrible, disgusting pun. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> we'll just go from bad to worse. Okay, power rankings. We're going to try this. I'm going to pick the top seven things in a list of a category that I decide. Why seven? Well, because it's the number of completion. It's like days of the week. It's the perfect number. All right. Seven. So this week we have fruits. Fruits. <laughs> Okay, starting at number seven, a highly underrated fruit, but you have to have a little bit of a palate for it, and that is pears. Hmm. Pears. Pears are not trying to be an apple. You, you can't make that mistake about a pear. It's its own thing. Don't let it be crunchy. It's a pear. Just let it kind of melt in your mouth. It's got a little granularity. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It's a pear. Get your nice, yourself a nice Bartlett. An Anjou, maybe. Anjou, that's yeah. that's where I come down. Now, yeah, have you, you ever tried to use a uh, apple corer on a pear? No. Don't it doesn't it doesn't work. Oh yeah, I'm I'm very anti apple corer. Oh. I mean, be okay. a man and use a freaking knife. Oh. No, I'm I'm not enough man to use a knife. I'm I'm corer all the way. <laughs> I would anticipate that from you, to be honest. <laughs> all right. Spell Next my, up. Spell my Jordan with a Y. Yeah. <laughs> um. Number six, cherries. Cherries, this is shout out to you, cherry country. Get yourself some nice black sweet cherries. They're delicious. Got to get them from a roadside stand. Mm-hmm. Heading up, you know, maybe 115 on the way up to Traverse City. Yeah, you can't go like two miles in the city without yeah. seeing What is it, M37 M- or uh, that goes up there? No, I don't uh, know. 72 and, 20, uh, 72 and 22, those are our big M's. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. So get yourself some cherries. They're delicious. Coming in at number five, peaches. Peaches would probably be higher if it wasn't for the pesky stone in the middle. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty brutal. But I love some peaches. Um, the thing is, peaches last um, about as long as your average bullpen lefty. I mean, they just do not have a long – I mean, do not have a good lifespan. They get soft fast. You know, like a DH, kind of soft, fast. Uh, you got to eat them when they're ready. Got to have some peaches, though. On ice cream, a little sugar, hmm. peaches. Okay, uh, four, we're going for pure convenience here, and that is grapes. Grapes are the perfect convenience fruit because, you know, if you're me, I'm not washing that. <laughs> Homie don't wash his grapes. Come on. Your, t- your stomach's got acid in it. So some grocery boy touched a grape. Just eat it. Don't be a wuss and wash your grapes. Stop it. Number three, coming in, strawberries. Strawberries are pretty good. You can, you can get them most any time of year. Uh, but if you go down to spring training, 
strawberries. Go down to Parksdale Farms Market, get yourself some strawberry shortcake. It will change your life. Good strawberries down Florida, Plant City, all that stuff. <laughs> Kenny Rogers, pick himself some strawberries. Which strawberries one? Are... The gambler or the pitcher? The pitcher. Oh, okay. Everybody knows that. I don't I don't know that I do. Do you, this is this a story? Do I need to hear this? Did you know Jerome Bettis is from Detroit? Yes, I, I'm aware of that. It's like Kenny Rogers picked strawberries as a boy. Everybody knows that. Huh, huh. interesting. All right, now I know. Just stick with me. I'll take care of you. <laughs> two. No, coming in at number two. Yeah. Uh, apples. Apples. Apples are an American fruit, right? You're going to put them in a pie. You're going to put them in your lunch. Uh, apples. I don't like to. Uh, this is a little, little weird, but I don't like just to bite straight into the apple. I like to get a knife and just like hunk, just like lop parts of this entire side of the apple off, so it doesn't get stuck in my teeth. I like a nice apple, a big fat um, honey crisp apple. If you don't get honey crisp apples because you're you're too poor, get yourself a Fiji. Fiji that's yeah. pretty good apple. That's pretty solid. <laughs> number one, you want to see guess number one fruit? Oh. My guesses are raspberries or bananas. I'm going to go with raspberries. Oh, you failed. It's bananas. Ugh. Come on. Everybody knows bananas is a good fruit. They last a little while. They have their own container. You don't need to wrap them up. That's true. You surely don't need to wash them. You just <laughs> grab yourself a banana and you, you mow into that thing. I like my bananas just a little bit green. Not, you know, not green, green. But before even they get any black spots, oh, I'm going to sure. eat myself a banana. You can throw them on ice cream. You can throw them on um, a nice cereal. And you love, I love me some some banana milk. Get, you know, cereal, bananas. You eat the bananas and you drink the banana milk. Mm, that sounds just terrible. <laughs> bananas are a good fruit. Okay, you want the bottom three to oh, round sure. out. Without a yeah. doubt. Okay, uh, the bottom three. So this would be like number 569. Uh Kiwis, kiwis, what are you trying to be, kiwi? Get your life together. You're fuzzy. You got seeds. No, don't eat a kiwi. Uh, 570, I guess it would be. Uh, pomegranates. What the frick is a pomegranate? It's got like this little crown, like bursting out of it. It's it's seeds, but then that's what you eat. I don't get pomegranate. And then it's got like some coagulation gel around the seeds like stop it pomegranates nobody wants you and finally it's eating pure acid and that is a grapefruit <laughs> grapefruits are toxic it's like caustic you get a grapefruit on your skin and you're irritable the whole day only only old people who think like grapefruits are exotic you know, one point eat grapefruit. Don't don't eat a grapefruit. They're awful. You get the fancy little spoon with the teeth on it. You should be ashamed. <laughs> I, Grapefruits are awful. When we flew back from Florida um, at uh, at Christmas, it was a little after Christmas. Dude sitting next to us on the plane, midway through no. our flight, pulls out a grapefruit and just starts going to town. I'm like who? Oh what God. are you doing? Reevaluate your life. Just smear yourself with battery acid. This stuff's <laughs> awful. I want to go back to bananas for one second because I, yeah. I thoroughly enjoy the taste of bananas. I think they're a very good fruit. My problem with bananas is that there's there's no range when they're when they're ready to eat. They're like they they spend a week being like, no, you can't eat me yet, and then like twelve hours later, they're like, why didn't you eat me three days ago? It's let me give you a tip. You want a pro tip pro tip here? Very much so. Yes. When you go 
when you go to the supermarket, what do you do? You're looking at the bananas yep. and you're like, oh, I'll buy a bunch of bananas, like five or six, whatever you think you need. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. You look and you buy, you rip them apart, you buy two yellow ones, you buy two green ones, and you buy two super green ones. And then you have six and you stagger your bananas. That is absolutely illuminating. I literally have never thought of that. <laughs> Chain, life Supermarket changing. don't care. Yeah. Life changing. Get yourself some staggered bananas. Damn. We were learning so much on the first first episode. I'm I'm here for the people. I'm an educator. I'm a giver. <laughs> All right. The listeners have questions for us, which you might ask, how do they have questions? This show didn't exist an hour ago. That's a good question. Don't worry about it. Are you ready? Um... Yeah, no. As ready as one can be. Um, All right, the first one. People are always talking about how far in debt America is. Why don't we just save the billions of dollars it costs to put on the 2016 presidential election and just use hashtags on Twitter to vote? No, Twitter is bad. What we need to do is use uh, the SpongeBob Magic Conch app. (laughs) Go go on. You'll have to explain this one, I think. Okay, so... Have you not watched Spongebob? I have not. Spongebob is a cartoon on Nickelodeon. I'm familiar with what it is. I just haven't seen it. So there's an episode with the magic conch, and you ask it a question, and you pull the string, and it says it gives you an answer. So there's an app that you can get on your your cellular telephone that replicates the action of the magic conch. So you'd ask it, like, should Donald Trump be president? And you push the button, and it'll say, I don't think so. And then you go, little, little, and then you go, the magic conscious spoken. And that's how you do it. That's how you decide a president. To be honest, I feel like we would do better if we had that than just the general population of America choosing. You know what's really stupid? What? People. Yeah. <laughs> People. Voters. Stupid. Even me. Like, I would consider myself relatively intelligent. I have no right to choose who should be the next president. None whatsoever. As long as you don't pick Trump, I mean, you're cool with me. Oh, uh, we've alienated, like, all the people with bad hair that are going to listen to the podcast. Sorry, friends. We don't want him anyway. Good hair only. Okay. <laughs> next one. <laughs> what would you have expected to see first, a Nick Logan World Series MVP or Jim Leland dabbing? Oh, Jim Leland dabbing is the correct answer. He he's down with the people. <laughs> he's hip with the youth. The thing, the good thing about Jim is he doesn't have. I mean, he's kind of crusty, but he, it's not like he's got a huge ego. He'll do stupid stuff. That's he true. doesn't take himself too seriously. You want to hear a, a, my only Jim Leland story? Yes. We um, my senior year for for baseball we went down to we actually played um just what would that be west or east of lakeland um in auburndale um for our spring Mm. spring tournament or whatever and we stayed in lakeland and there was a collection of guys on our team that claimed that they saw jim leland in the elevator with some um rougher looking women shall we say he they they claimed he was um had had a few and was uh, obviously the, the cigarette even in the elevator. Um, so apparently Jim Leland was staying in our hotel. But realistically, it was probably another old man with a mustache. He was probably just like setting them on a course to a better life. You yeah. know, like getting them, 
you know, a few supplies and a number to, um, you know, a community college or something like that. Yeah, he's get, trying to better people. Getting them familiar with why you need power in the two-hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. Okay. Um, what is your guys' favorite non-sports TV channel? Uh, man. Uh, I would say um, this is going to stun you. But I'm going to say Disney Junior. <laughs> Do you want to know why Disney Junior? I feel like I can guess, but go ahead and explain. So I can put it on and give myself a few moments of peace <laughs> to look at my phone while my kids are absorbed in some Disney Junior. <laughs> that makes sense. I, that was that's kind of my, my assumption. <clears throat> Otherwise, I'm, I'm, watching, I'm watching sports. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we love the Smithsonian Channel at our house. We're we're both both nerds, but um, they have educational things um, like uh, they they do a lot of stuff on animals too. I I'm an, a weird animal nerd. I love honey badgers. They do stuff on honey badgers all the time. Do you do you see the stat where like uh, couples that watch um, animal nature shows together are something like eighty uh, percent more likely to get busy? <laughs> no, it's true. I, you don't I, say. I'm told when I when I do the visual for here, I'll find the stat or whatever. But yeah, <laughs> you wanna you wanna get with your woman, you're gonna put on some nature show. Gosh, I didn't know it was that straightforward. Now now I know. Now I know. It's it's natural aphrodisiac. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, next one. Do you think it's safe to say that Delman Young isn't quite as nice as our beloved Donnie Kelly? <laughs> uh, you know, maybe Delman's repressing some deep down politeness but it, it, it has not been exhibited i think i think delman i suspect delman is genuinely not a very nice person your um deep thoughts with delman pictures that you posted a couple, <laughs> right? yesterday or the day before yeah. those every well i think there was what two i've laughed quite hard at at both of them i have a Several months ago, I did a whole series, so I'll splash some of them up. You can see deep thoughts with Delman. The picture is just perfect. Like, he's gazing off, and he's thinking about, like, a cheeseburger or something. For I sure. I, For I sure. mean, not to, you know, not, I don't know the guy, so I don't want to say anything, but he just doesn't feel like a deep think, deep thought thinker. But what, I, what I do concur. I, I concur. All right, last one. What conspiracy theory do you guys most subscribe to? Oh, man. Conspiracy theory? Do I most describe to? Uh, do you have one in mind? Maybe you should go first. Like, uh, I, think. I genuinely believe Stevie Wonder can see. Mm. That that is kind of a popular one. Oh. Um, how about um, Paul McCartney actually died like in seventy something? <laughs> have you heard that one? We have. I haven't, and this is like a body double or something. Yeah, I guess. A, a living um, lizard people um, actually run the government. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't, but, I mean, would we be worse it's off? It's pretty popular. I mean, that's kind of my, um, my I mean, thoughts on the Illuminati. Like, if we have a super successful business people, you know, running things, they're successful. Mm-hmm. Our government isn't. Like, maybe we're better off. Yeah. Hashtag logic. Yeah. New world order, baby. Illuminati. <laughs> um, and, of course, big oil. They get what they want. I think everyone knows that. That's right. Um, why get in the way? <laughs> All right, are you ready to move on to game time? Yes. Okay, so every week we're going to try and end the show with a little bit of fun um, in the form of a game. This week I've a, qu- a quiz game or, or something 
something loosely based on quizzes and games. Um, this week, I came up with a game, and I'm going to call it Salaries in Terms of Other, ob- other Items, which is obviously super um, succinct and concise. Are you ready okay. to hear how the game Maybe is Maybe we should just... Uh, yeah, I'm going to need some help Okay. the explanation. Um, I will read out a player and their salary, and then I will give you four or three options as to what that player's salary could buy in terms of consumer goods, and you'll have to tell right. me which one is correct. If you get it right, you get the points. If not, I do, I guess. Um, so it's, it's loosely sure. based on the game concept. Are you ready? Yeah. First yeah, one, ready. clearly Donnie, um, made $1.25 million in 2015. Could he buy A, 8,000 head of sheep, B, 286 tickets to Super Bowl 50 bought at average resale price, or C, 125 cases of muscle milk? Well, it's not the muscle milk. That's going to be it's, that's cheaper. Um, 8,000 8, sheep? Um, it's not that one either. It's the Super Bowl one. Nicely done. One for one for one. Um, the average resale price was four thousand three hundred and sixty nine dollars, and he could have gone two hundred and eighty six times. I'm surprised he didn't buy those tickets and then give them to underprivileged children or something. Give them the opportunity of a lifetime. Oh, Donnie. He's got a heart of gold. <laughs> All right, next one. J.D. Martinez set to make $6.75 million in 2016. First, mm-hmm. first option, 4,500 Jason Witten autographed footballs. B, okay. three Don Kellys. Or C, six, or 7,601 1978 Volkswagen Westphalia vans, which, of course, are best known for serving as the home of Mr. Daniel Norris. Um, well, that one's cute. So I imagine that's the one that you planted because it's adorable. But let me <laughs> let me look at the numbers. Three Don Kellys. We just said Don made one point two. So uh, no, it's not yeah, that I, sh- I should have put that one further uh, down the list. So they weren't back to back. Yeah, you you're not very good at this game. <laughs> just, just kidding. You're, you're doing great. I affirm you. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Vans because that's cute. The Vans is correct. The, the the one van that I found like that for sale uh, was on eBay. For, it's the current bid was eight hundred and eighty eight dollars. So who knows where that ends up? But seems a little overpriced. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Um, so you are two for two. There's apparently only four. So don't miss these two, or we'll have a <laughs> have some sort of tie. We'll split the points. Okay. Uh, Justin Verlander's twenty eight million dollar salary in two thousand fifteen. Can he buy A, 1.9 million seven-pack of Fruit of the Loom men's underwear from Kmart, specifically? Um, B, 2.7 million copies of the 2016 SI swimsuit calendar? Mm-hmm. Or C, 9,000 units of the Cisco firewall system? Oh, okay. So we got underpants. We got swimsuit bikini magazines, and we got software. Um, uh, let's see. The, the underpants doing some quick math. I'm right now. I'm like Zach Galifianakis <laughs> in in, um, in the Hangover right now. There's numbers swooping past my head. Uh, I'm gonna go with the underpants. The underpants is correct. You have a, an odd knack for this game. <laughs> If I recall correctly, when you came on my previous show, you destroyed Con Yes He Did or Con No He Did Not. If I'm not mistaken, I think you got every single one of those right also. 
I'm I'm a man of the people. I'm okay. hip hop. <laughs> uh, Intelligentsia. Yeah. All right, okay. the last one. Um, Coldplay's appearance fee for the Super Bowl. Um, a seventy-four percent stake in English Premier League club Crystal Palace. 1.4 million copies of the Platinum Edition of Beyonce's latest self-titled album, or C, zero bags of peanuts. Zero bags of peanuts. Um, so what did Coldplay get right, for, for appearing? In the Super Bowl, yeah. I didn't hear any figures. You'd think that'd be a thing. I don't. I don't think they make big money doing it because... It, it promotes them. Um, in fact, didn't somebody... I, I'm going to say zero. I think they do it for, like, nothing. You are correct. It is zero. Apparently, the, like, you know, advertising of yourself is the primary... Well, the only... Yeah, yeah. The only fee that you get. What did you What did you think about the, the Super Bowl halftime? I'm assume, assuming you, you watched. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Um... It was it was very colorful. It was colorful. I, it was colorful. I prefer nighttime Super Bowl. It was too light out. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I loved. Uh, not this sounds sounds weird. I'm complimenting a man's shoes, but I liked uh, Chris Martin's Jays. I definitely rocked those. They were like multicolored and yeah, for sure. Wow. How many pair of shoes do you own? Oh, not a not a question. I want to answer. Well, my wife's not here, so many. I'm. I have. I have shoe problems. All Nikes, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or Jordans, obviously. That's my name. I have like I have like three pairs of shoes. <laughs> oh. Do you do you have like specific purposes for them, or just just three of the same, just for options? No, like a brown pair to wear every day, a nicer brown pair to wear to nicer things, <laughs> and uh, then a pair of like gym shoes to like wear to the gym or when you're outside mowing the lawn or something like that that makes sense and oh i take it back i have a pair of like rubber short boots for like washing the car or snow shoveling or something so i have like four pairs of footwear gotcha yeah i've I've maybe several more than that i I also don't wear fancy shoes to work not that that really changes anything but um yeah so so I, I have one more Super Bowl hot take. Are, are you ready for a super hot take? Yeah, I'm, I'm gripping my beer tightly. I don't, I don't think Beyonce is very attractive. That's racist, I think. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a race. It has nothing to do with race. I, just, I feel like people build her up as the most attractive Dude, woman every, in the world. No, listen. Every, every minority man thinks she's really hot, and I don't know. It just seems kind of prejudiced to me. I mean, she's she's not ugly. Just I don't know. I I feel like people people are a little little too high on her. I'd take I'd take Taylor over her any day. Ah, I see. I don't I don't know. Um, she's another man's wife, so I I couldn't. I'm not I'm not qualified. The that. the man that runs the world's wife, no less. Yeah, I guess. Obviously. No, I I'm I'm kind of agreeing with you. I, uh, let me put it this way. I think I think it's overrated. There you go. I, but you know what? I also think Kate Upton is significantly overrated mm. in her in her attractiveness. I'm not sure I'm with you there. She's she's an attractive girl. Justin did well for himself. He he outkicked his coverage significantly. But well, he's like a 
he's like um he can throw a baseball very hard that's true like, not that everyone gets can do you that. How, how hard can you throw a baseball mr pitcher man uh i topped out at a lofty 82 miles an hour you know below yeah. See, you needed like another twenty miles an hour, and then you could have had Kate up to <laughs> Not that it's you know shallow math, but that's how the math works. <laughs> All right. Any other takes before before we get out of here on this initial episode of the Podcastianos or Podcastalanos? No. No. All right. If you want to find us on Twitter, I am at Jordan Hall twenty three, and you, I believe, are at Comeric Eric. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, in the coming days, we'll have a website. I'm sure it'll be podcastianos, podcastalanos.com, you know, something like that. Um, anything else to say to the people before we sign off? I think you're wonderful people. I, I consider you all my friends. Wow, that's that's very touching. I'm um, a generous man. I think we should sign off with, with in honoring of our of our friends near the, the Tigers or the Comerica Park. Eat them up, Tigers. Eat them up. Eat them up. Eat them up. Absolutely. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.